0: Good day. Hope you're all doing well. This video is brought to you by the great folks over at Brondo, the thirst mutilator.
1: Brondo the thirst mutilator had come to replace water virtually everywhere. Water, the basic component of all life, had been deemed a threat to Brondo's profit margin. The solution came during the budget crisis of 2330 when the Brondo Corporation simply bought the FDA and the FCC, enabling them to say, do, and sell anything they wanted.
0: Everybody loves some Brondo. It's got electrolytes. What else is there? I'd say that that movie has aged like fine wine uh every time i rewatch it you know (laughs) it was supposed to be a fiction tale it was supposed to be a fictional story but we're not that far away from president mountain dew caracho or whatever his name was what was his name Uh, it was Mountain Dew Macho Camacho or something like that. Was that right? Yeah, Mountain Dew Camacho. Yeah.
1: Oh no, he was just Dwayne Camacho. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. One of, the best, one of the best presidents maybe ever. Maybe one of the best presidents ever. Dwayne Elizondo. He's coming. President Dwayne Elizondo is coming. He's coming hard,
0: coming fast. If you have not seen... Idiocracy, it is probably one of the top 10 comedies of all time.
1: I know. I'm not saying it's top
0: five, but I'm saying like it's up there. I mean, you've got your Uncle Buck, one of the best all time. Really, you could put a couple of John Candy movies in there. Some of the best, best all time comedies came out of the late 80s. And they aged perfectly well. I, I recommend, by the way, if you're a parent or you, you're, you're looking for a good, a great movie to watch this holiday season, I guess I don't know if it, if it would qualify as a Christmas movie. But Uncle Buck is in my top five all-time comedies, maybe top three. And it's like a yearly watch.
1: You got planes, trains and
0: automobiles too. All, you know one of the that's also one of the best all time. It didn't age as well as Uncle Buck, I don't think
1: But it's still pretty good. Grumpy
0: old men aged very well. Tommy Boy. Uh, a lot of the Sandler films, I don't think aged very well. The only one that really aged well, which is in my top ten would be Grandma's Boy. That one aged really well. Spaceballs is good because of John Candy. I don't really care for that. I don't really care for that guy's movies. I know that's blasphemous, not John Candy, but um, who's the director that um, you know, he had that style. I didn't really think it was very great. I mean, Spaceballs was great, but I'm not a big Mel Brooks guy. Like I watched. I watched. Um, I finally watched. What's the one? Where the white? Where are the, where are the white women at? Um, Blazing Saddles. Meh. Meh. But I feel like maybe I would have liked it better if I saw it a million years ago when it came out. You know, like uh, a lot of a lot of the you know a lot of movies are like you know just like records. They're good based on when you when you watch them. You know, like when they hit you, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not, it's not in my, like, you know, I would put the original Charlie and the chocolate factory in, in like, I don't know if you call that a comedy. I would actually agree with, uh, Carlin Vegas, Napoleon Dynamite's probably in my top 10 all time comedies too. It, it it's just like a sneaky great movie. Kingpin's in there. Yeah, Kingpin's definitely in there. Oh, sorry, mister. I don't really we don't we Amish, we don't uh, we don't mess with stimulants. <laughs> what do you think cigarettes are? He gets that kid on cigarettes and coffee like immediately. Whoa. <laughs> Viva is a Canadian turncoat that ran Away to the US. He hides in Florida with Jordan Peterson's daughter? What that's a weird statement. I like Vivo, he's very nice. I'm not sure you can call him a turncoat just because he came
1: to Freedom Land. Napoleon Dynamite sucked. Somebody banned Pac-Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Story is kind of a classic. Vegas uh, Christmas Vacation is a a, Christmas Vacation is also a classic, probably a top twenty comedy, but a top ten Christmas movie for sure. So let's talk about let's talk a little bit about um, this ridiculous. Trump removal from the ballot first Uh, at the end of the day I still believe it's a nothing burger that it's not going to stand but then again I still have like this childlike positivity where I feel like things are always going to work out which isn't the case (laughs) so Viva Frey if you don't know, lawyer very short man Former Canadian
1: Trump was never
0: convicted of. It. So they said basically they use what is it uh, Article 14? Is it where any president essentially who is found guilty of participating in insurrection can no longer run for president? Essentially, I'm I'm brutally paraphrasing it, but
1: you know. Uh,
0: you know, um, they're saying, you know, so they're taking off the ballot. Um, I think here's what I actually think the, the net net, like the triple net of this is not even close to but you tried. Yeah. I mean, perhaps correct
1: me, but
0: I'll just pull it up right now. Okay. No state shall make or enforce any law. Wait, not the 14th Amendment. What is it that they were trying to? It's a normalcy bias. Oh, that's a that's a fun way to put it.
1: Um, They essentially said. Yeah, the 14th Amendment Section 3
0: also doesn't apply to the president. So Trump was never convicted of insurrection. No one involved in January 6th with even, was convicted of insurrection. Trump was never charged with insurrection. No one involved in the January 6th was charged with insurrection. Trump was acquitted on the second impeachment on charges that were related to the events of January 6th. And the Fourth Amendment, Section 3, does not apply to the president. And what that actually means, or you know, what they're talking about is... Section 3 is from the Civil War era. The 14th Amendment says no person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States who, having previously taken an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the United States. It was for keeping Confederates out, basically, yeah.
1: So, that is what
0: they're saying, the Colorado Supreme Court is saying, is why he will be removed from the ballot. It is, it does not apply. He also posted the actual documents. It's impossible to fully describe how utterly absurd this Colorado ruling is, out of this world absurd, fan fiction absurd, steel dossier absurd they wrote, finally, substantial evidence in the record showed that the mob's unified purpose was to hinder or prevent Congress from counting the electoral votes as required by the 12th Amendment and certifying the 2020 presidential election, which is not true. Um, That is to preclude Congress from taking actions necessary to accomplish a peaceful transfer of power. As noted above, soon after breaching the Capitol, the mob reached house and senate chambers where the certification process was going on that's just bullshit that didn't that's not what happened what people are afraid of is that other states will use this as a a precedent a legal precedent to say oh well colorado did it so we'll do it and this is people were talking about the primary you know this matters for the primary but because I said, look, Trump didn't win Colorado in 2016 or 2020 either. So if he wasn't on the Colorado ballot for the presidential election, <laughs> like all that means is you're going to have RFK beat Joe Biden in that state. I don't know. But like, you know, not having the electoral votes of Colorado is not, you know, Colorado is not a part of a path in in um, Trump's path to victory. So people say, people then say, well, this is about the, This is about the primaries. Okay. If that were true, I'm telling you why I think this doesn't matter at all and why I think this actually helps Trump again. So, if he, let's say he's removed from the primaries, does anybody think on any planet, I don't care if they remove him from the ballot in 10 states, if 10 lunatic Democrat states, Remove Donald Trump from the primary voting. Do you think that, you know, do do you think that Trump loses the primary vote even if they take him off in 10 states?
1: I don't. I don't think it matters. Do you think Nikki Haley's catching him? You think
0: you think Ron DeSantis is catching him in the primaries? He's still going to be the nominee. And
1: all this does
0: Yeah, it's all for show. And all this does, by the way, is <laughs> galvanize his base even more. It casts doubt on the legitimacy of the upcoming 2024 election. SCOTUS will have to step in and squash it. States cannot remove him from the ballots in the general election. Right. They're not going to.
1: Is this, is this degenerate
0: to say, like when I think of, um, when I um, think of Nikki Haley,
1: like, just sometimes when I
0: see pictures of her, I get like, you know, I get, I, sometimes, am I, am I a sick degenerate piece of garbage? <laughs> I would probably feel like sandpaper in any way.
1: Uh, Pac-Man says the
0: Colorado GOP said they would switch to a caucus if the ruling is upheld. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think this actually has any I don't think this has any uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think um, I don't think that uh, this has any real like any real impact on the election other than other than making Trump even better. Just got my CBC order and and quote-unquote has several issues with it. You better email me right away. You can email hello at coffeebrandcoffee.com, but copy uh, the quartering at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, I think um,
0: I think uh, this doesn't matter. I think ultimately, you know, people are still going to vote for Trump. You can see Viva also points out here. Oh, brave! That's a little. That's a little on the nose. I don't think the judges in Colorado Supreme Court understand what they just admitted here quote Along the same lines, the Federal Bureau of Investigation received many tips regarding the potential for violence on January 6th. One tip said, they think that they have a large enough group to march into DC armed and will outnumber the police so they can't be stopped. They believe that the election was stolen and that it's their constitutional right to overtake the government and during this coup, and during this coup, no US laws apply. Your plan is to literally kill please 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 take this tip and investigate it
1: further yeah who wrote that tip
0: jeremy wants to give nikki the missile <laughs> a quick side by side of nikki haley and caitlin jenner for us real quick would you no i'm not going to do that <laughs> I mean, the FBI knew, but they were never planning to, the FBI knew, but they were never planning to take over, the government. You know, I mean, I think, um, you know, Trump offered National Guard. Not a single person was armed.
1: He also tweeted,
0: of course, on January 6th, Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. He tweeted that. Now, it's just a tweet, but the fact of the matter is is that they were trying to claim that his statements or his tweets were what led to their quote-unquote insurrection that happened. So by that same logic, he's also telling them to stay peaceful. So if things Donald Trump said led to the quote-unquote insurrection, then why didn't when he said everyone be peace, peaceful here on january 6th again an hour later i'm asking for everyone at the u.s Capitol to remain peaceful no violence remember we are the party of law and order respect the law of our great men and women in blue will cocoa be in k-cups no because we use real cacao you don't want to make our cocoa with water.
1: You definitely don't want to make our cocoa with water. The
0: um so email me about your order quick. I'm going to pass it on to the fulfillment team. So I think at the end of the day, I mean I think I under, you know understandably so Trump voters, you know, a section of them um, see everything like this in the, in the worst possible way and I understand why they feel that way because all of this, you know, because it's worked out that way so many times. Um, but I don't think I don't think they throttled his
1: notifications that day. I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that.
0: I think that ultimately this does nothing, you know? All this does is turn him into even more of a martyr. Now I'm sure Tim Pool is saying that it's literal civil war, and people are gonna take up arms in the streets and all this stuff. I bet you if I look at the title of his video from today, it says something like, it's happening, civil war is here. Nah. Not going to happen. Alex Jones. I'm actually just looking right now. Let's see what the title was. Oh, I was. Oh, no, that was the second video. The first video. GOP will cancel primary after Democrats disqualify Trump.
1: And that's actually true. You know. I'd say that that's actually true. So I don't, you know, I don't think that
0: that's, um, I don't, I don't think any of this ha- is, any, is am I wrong? I never heard Tim talk about civil war. Are you crazy? Search, search Tim pool, civil war. He's got like a thousand videos with it in the title. That's probably hyperbole hundreds for sure. Now maybe it's been a while, you know, Oh, it was a joke. Okay. 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 Sarcasm doesn't really come through that much. I can't do the doom and gloom all the time. I think I still have faith in humanity. I still have faith in, in people like doing the right thing. And I still think that Trump wins the 2024 election in a landslide. I don't think a single one of these court cases, I don't think he gets I don't think he gets convicted in a single one of these court cases at all.
1: I just don't. I don't think that I don't think they make it stick at all.
0: Those court cases aren't going to stick. Colorado, all this all this looks like to me is that they're extremely afraid. Extremely afraid.
1: I don't want
0: your Civil War. That was one of the first CDs I ever owned. I think my mom took it away from me too. No, Civil War... I mean, I it was definitely one of the first CDs I ever owned, but the first CD... I think the first CD I ever owned was like Foreigner's Greatest Hits because my parents bought it for me. And then my uncle gave me Appetite for Destruction and my parents took it away from me. Because that's devil music. No, no, they weren't like that. I think they didn't like like lyrics and Mr. Brownstone. Stuff like that. Civil War, I don't think Civil War was on, wasn't that on Use Your Illusion? I think this is on Use Your Illusion, not Appetite for Destruction. But I, Appetite for Destruction was the first Guns N' R- 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 Roses record I ever had. And my uncle Rick gave it to me. And I remember my parents taking
1: it away. I definitely had Aerosmith's
0: Greatest Hits. Um, I had first CDs was a Green Jello. I think I had Little Pig, Little Pig, Let Me In. That one. I remember that was one of the first. like to to, to date myself. CDs came out at an, when I was like thirteen. 12 or 13 is when CDs really hit. So it was a big deal to even have CDs. I had, um, I know I had Alanis Morissette's record. Everybody had that record. And if you and if you think you're gonna make fun of me by saying I had Alanis Morissette's album, take like just a minute and uh, look at how many records that, that album sold. Look at how many records Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill sold. I think it is I'm almost certain it's still in the top 10 selling albums of all time is one of the it was, it was one of the top 10 selling records of all time. I can't remember really any songs on there but uh oh you know what other another album i had god i'm going on a lot of tangents today uh the cranberries everybody had that cd when i was you know, i was i was born in 83 and like low-key the cranberries are are still pretty they're still pretty rocking you know Yeah, zombie. That I mean, that's back then. You bought entire albums based off one song you heard on the radio. So like, you would get uh, what's the other one? Um, like uh, everyone had that uh lit. I think it was called lit. They had a single that everyone had, and then there's um Soul Train by um. No, who's that? No, no, who's the Runaway train never coming back one way on a one way track that one everyone had that CD when I was young um so it was weird music was different back then like like um popular music was actually good and then um during prefers to I've never heard a Taylor Swift song in my life There's other ones. Superman's dead. Ah, he, ah, he, ah hi, hi. Superman's dead. That one. Yeah. Those were those those were the days. Crash test dummies. A lot of people had those records. Yeah. Everyone had everyone had at least one weird Yankovic record. You know, it was lots of like. Popular music wasn't popular snow. Snow is that informer? la la la. The chicky boom boom yeah. <laughs> is that snow? I think that is.
1: Those are obviously not the words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that yeah? Goo dolls, Foo Fighters. It's wild that the Foo Fighters are still as popular as they are. I grew up in um. What was there was uh you know what was really popular when I was growing up was um, the resurgence of uh, the um, the, what was it like um? Oh my god, it was re- like the Mighty Mighty Boss tones stuff like that. They were they were really popular for like. Our Lady Peace, yeah. I like that record. I still I still have that one, I think. I think that's still pretty good. So anyway, South Park, uh, if we're done talking about music, South Park, like, stealth, ska music. It was not ska. I liked ska. Like, I liked, um... Uh... The early punk rock ska crossover days, um, like uh, less than Jake, um, other bands too in that in that era. It wasn't big band like the mighty mighty boss tones was, it was I don't know I'm trying to think of that. Squirrel nut zippers, yeah like it was like swing whatever it was really popular for that one summer
1: so South Park releases stealthily no press
0: real big fish yeah they were another one zoot suit riot riot throw down a bottle of beer god that's that music did not age well. No doubt was kind of ska, yeah. Big Bad Voodoo Daddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So South Park releases this. No promotion at all. Warning to parents. This Paramount Plus exclusive event is not suitable for children. Oh Me yeah. Guys, we have a big problem. Of course kids are going to see it. We're talking about someone who influences our children. This isn't just softcore porn we're talking about here. South Park, not suitable for children. Now. Su- so the premise of the episode is that
1: one of the teachers has an OnlyFans account.
0: Of course, then they, they basically go on to roast influencers too. Smash that like button. You know, the most important thing is just to be yourself. When I feel like I can't be myself, that's when I need a hydration drink that'll pick me up. That's when I need CRED. Uh. It's the, <laughs> the coolest sports drink in the world. CRED is 100% sugar-free. CRED has electrolytes so
1: you can ride your bike. And also, CRED has more vitamin A than your body could possibly ever use. I can't feel my face. Drink CRED or you're a piece of shit. Wee!
0: drink cred at your school today not intended for children at your school today not intended for children
1: and and this is just gonna i mean if they're
0: smart if these guys are smart about it i'd say that they just roll with it they should just roll with the uh the criticism because it's it's true By the way, the person that said they had um, a problem with their order, their coffee brand coffee order, I'm still waiting for your email. The quartering at gmail.com. I'll try to, because if it's for Christmas, I need to get you handled today. So don't wait on that. If it's not for Christmas, then who cares? I mean, I'll still fix it for you, but it's not as time sensitive. But if it's like a gift box or something. And then they have like some of the clips are just great. I'm going to play this real quick, and um, I'll be right back. Craig has more electrolytes than Gatorade or Prime. And now Craig has a new flavor, Cherry Bubblegum. Eric, do you really need to bring three bottles of that drink to school? A kid today is defined by their hydration drink. I have to have more cred than anyone else. I got cred, bitches. I got cred. I got cred, bitches. I got cred. I got kiwi lime. I got google grape. You got no cred, bitches, but I got mine. We got cred, bitches. We got cred. Our these are blue, bitches, our Yeah, but it's like seriously, look at how it's suddenly everybody now. Like that Spencer Hollis kid. He never even cared about cred. He just drinks it because some stupid influencer said it's cool now. Hey, hey Clyde, where's your cred? Oh, uh, uh, it's in my... I-, I already drank it. See, that's what I'm talking about. Clyde likes cred so much that he drank all his before noon. That's a real cred drinker. Unlike all the poser cred drinkers like Spencer <laughs> Hollis!
1: Fuck you. Fuck you, Spencer, you fuck. I'm back. Yeah.
0: I'm back. Sorry about that. I did. I was dealing with a heavy package, but not in the bathroom. I. I'm, we're waiting on like one. I ordered this thing for my friend for Christmas. And I was waiting and waiting. It says it was out for delivery. I heard a delivery truck in the driveway just sitting there. So I thought maybe they were waiting for signature only. By the time my fat ass got downstairs, they were gone.
1: (sighs) And And the gift is not here.
0: Which is fine. I just hate giving someone like... I hate giving someone like a piece of paper for Christmas. That's like, oh, your, your order, I ordered you this really thoughtful gift. Um,
1: Let's see. I'm just fixing this customer service real quick. Hold on.
0: Hold back a bottle of beer. Um, okay. There customer service issue I sent to my team. So this is Randy Marsh's OnlyFans page. Did you see that coming?
1: <laughs> in the in the local chat, someone just posted a picture of the empty their empty gift box. Love it.
0: There are 12 days of Christmas, you have time. When is it actually the... Jeremy's buying registry starts. Nah, dog. You know what? I got a great deal on these, uh, these, these things that, uh, you know, um, established titles. That's what everyone's got. I got everyone that for Christmas. Everyone got to be a, a, a lord or a lady. By the way, if you go and uh, there's nobody happier in the world than Count Dankula that the... Um, that the... <laughs> that the... That company kind of folded... Owner of Tegrity Weed, entrepreneur, message me for custom nudes. And he's charging $10 a month. That's actually, you know, that seems like a pretty good deal.
1: They also feature Tana Ma- Ma- Mongo and Lena the Plug.
0: Lena the Plug is that that woman that her husband pimps her out and like gets a bunch of black guys to to have sex with her and he thinks he's not a cuck he tries he tries to play it off like he's you know like it's t- he's he's totally cool with it and it's not a big deal i don't care if anybody by the way an established titles thing like um I even told them after all the drama came out, after they got quote unquote exposed, I was like, come on, who did anybody actually show up over there and say, I'm a Lord or a lady? No, it was like, it's like a gag gift, a goofy gift that you give to somebody. And it was totally harmless. I actually told um, the sponsor that I would still promote their product. I was like, I'll still promote your product as long as you let me, like, make fun of it. And say, like, just call it a gay gift. You know, like, that's all it is. You know, like, who cares? Yeah, it's like buying a star. The the annoying thing about it was that, like, I was getting inundated by people that were like, bro, did you know? Did you know? You have to, you got to drop this sponsor. They're ripping people off. And then they'd link the video. And I'm like, dude, if you actually thought that you were a lord or a lady or whatever the hell, um, you know, that's on you. I thought everyone knew. And then everyone was mad about Kamikoto Knives because Shad, I think it was Shad did a video and they were like, oh, there's. Okay, fine. You, I mean, it's not like a, you know, like, it was so weird. Like, people were, it's just how the internet works, I understand. But it was like, this is not a big deal. Like, okay, they're knives that weren't awesome. Okay, cool. You know, or it was that, you know, it was the, the, the lord and ladies thing. It was a novelty. Everyone knew that who bought it. You think somebody got on a plane and flew over to Scotland and marched up to the, you know, some place or whatever, and, and demanded that they get their royal treatment? You know what? I haven't even sent an email about this yet. Um, that's a cope, Jeremy. You supported scams. It's not a cope. I'll. You you think Raid Shadow Legends is a scam? Then don't play it. That's here's how. Here's the reality of advertising. Somebody pays me money, I run an ad. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm, it's not a personal endorsement. You know, ads run on my YouTube videos and I, I'm not personally endorsing those. Now, if you listen to my scripts when I talk about stuff, I never say, it, I never say oh, this is personal. You know, this is something I, unless I use it actually unless I actually unless I actually use it you know like the CBD stuff I actually use um I did like the Ridge Wallet um and I promoted that but uh you know if you watch if if you're gonna be pissed that I did a Rage Shadow Legends ad I mean come on <laughs> Just don't, I've played Raid Shadow Legends for years on and off, and I've never put any money into it. This Ridge Wallet was nice. The problem was I kept losing it because it was so small. German would sell Bud Light butt funnels if they paid him. Yes, I would. Yeah, Ridge Wallet being overpriced. I think you now that it's been a while. You know, I think that there are other options that are for, more affordable, you know?
1: Bill Tong, by the way, you
0: know, I don't actually have a sponsorship with him, but, you know, I, I tell you I eat it because I actually do. So I think it's it's different when somebody's like, like if you were selling those knives and you were like, they're the best knife I've ever used, I use it to cut Instead of doing plasma cutting, I use these knives. Okay, well, that's, you know, shitty. But if you're just like, hey, here's a knife, buy it or don't, I think that it's, it is what it is, you know? I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, it's too small. It fell out of my pockets. It also ripped my. Oh, it ripped your money? Or is it too, like. Uh, I bet that delivery was your Bill Tongue. He, he
1: did ship the Bill Tongue. It might be here today.
0: If you would sell Bud Light butt funnels, it's hard to criticize Dana White. No, because dana white took the money and pretended like he suddenly loved bud light and they were had stood for american values i think that's different than me selling a bud light butt funnel for 17.95 now if i came out and personally endorsed it or i came out and said oh you know boycott off then that is selling out for sure i mean like how many of my viewers would even buy the bud light butt butt chug funnel i bet you a couple
1: I bet, you a fa- I bet you a couple for the meme. Build Tongue shipped yesterday. Yeah. Okay. You might not know what Coco Melon is, but children do.
0: Interesting new story out there that some parents are probably going to want to know about. Going that some parents are going to want to hear about uh, surrounding Coco Melon. Coco Melon is essentially a conveyor belt of children and children's entertainment. It goes on the TV as a surrogate parent for many children across this country. It's just mindless. Com- cartoon commercials whatever okay it is i believe probably the most watched if not you know in the top two or three most watched youtube channels on the planet their reach is immense they are number two in the world on social blade so there you go they're the second most viewed channel in the world adding millions of subscribers every couple of days and averaging
1: somewhere around
0: 60 million views per day and nearly 2 billion views per month. What is the content? It's this weird like conveyor belt animation um, cartoons that are probably made by sweatshop Asians. Where they pump them out right it's just whatever you know it's whatever content that parents feel like oh this is okay look at this a million views a day ago you know i mean the views they get are insane 1 million views 1.9 million views 2.4 million views 4 million views i mean they have videos that have 6.5 billion views billion billion wait a minute don't order from jeremy only two-thirds of your christmas gift will show up and his customer service email will ignore you bro i'm literally taking care of it in real time the very first second somebody said something you're not the one that said that is it i'm i mean i'm giving world-class customer support bro like i stopped my stream to help my customer and they're currently checking on it right now.
1: So I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about there. But anyway.
0: Most of this might even be like AI generated. The point is, this is a show that many parents simply just let their kids watch because they think it's okay
1: content. Well...
0: Their latest episode features a interracial gay gay dad couple with a purchased baby that they make dance in a dress.
1: I I mean I don't really know how else. I mean I'm not kidding you.
0: I mean and you know again parents just put this stuff on for their kids and they don't know. You've got Dave Rubin here or maybe Shane Dawson and um, like black Dave Rubin's husband or whatever the case is. And I, I don't know if I can play the play the whole clip maybe without the sound on. It says something that you'll something that we know about you. You learn to get up and dance. And here's a kid uh, wearing a boy, I
1: think. I
0: think you learn to get up and dance. Oh, yeah. How about you break out those moves for your two biggest fans? So it's pretty clear that these are, um, you know, two dads that have purchased a baby. I don't know what the price they paid. Hopefully they were, you know, maybe they were on sale. I don't know for your two biggest fans, okay? And now the boy gets in a dress and puts on a tiara. Now, the left will look at the video, you know, even the comments that I'm making here and say like, oh, you're just freak, it's just a kid, so what if they wanna wear I mean, you can't tell me that this isn't like well-planned out propaganda. It's very clearly a boy because they have the, you know, the little lion shirt and the short haircut. But instead of just dancing, now these two um, gay men who purchased an interracial gay couple that purchased a baby are grooming their kid to be gay. Some people might say that. I don't know. I can't say that for sure. But here's a kid wearing a dress and a tiara and dancing around for you know entertaining her her his um, interracial gay dads a lot of people wonder why do why do the men uh, why do two men always want seem to want to purchase boys as kids I don't know seems like a a coincidence, a coincidence? I don't know and obviously people are mad right coco melon lane on netflix has a boy in a dress dancing for his gay dads this is a show for toddlers i mean it's
1: it's like what is i, I they, they are demanding the bud light treatment i mean and then
0: people will say people will reply to this right and say like oh you're just being a snowflake. You're being, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. That's how they, that's how they, uh, gaslight you into, you know, that's how they keep doing this stuff. It's not, you're not the weirdo. You're not the weirdo here. They are. And they try to silence you and like push you into, you know, quiet you down. By by gaslighting you and saying, oh, you're nuts. You wrote here, I noticed noticed Melon is trending for promoting an interracial LGBTQ family. Is this the producer, Dominique Schaaf? It appears they may have worked on Sesame Street too. Some toddlers have gay parents.
1: I mean, again, that's the, the gaslighting part of it. Animation for kids.
0: But interesting thing, article came out just a few days ago. I wonder if they got a nice big cash injection or something. Coco Melon is in trouble. It's been a bad year for kids TV. Good. You know why? It's because people stopped letting you watch. Dude, I don't know like how difficult it would be for a parent to do this. I, I don't think it would be very hard at all. Just to like... I mean, I would say, like, set up a Plex server and, and, you know, do it that way. But you just go and download or, like, you know, find a channel of all the old Looney Tunes episodes and put that on. You don't need to consume any cartoons created in the last 20 years. There's enough out there forever. Looney Tunes was good enough for me and it's good enough for, for kids nowadays, you know? Disney announced it was cutting costs after losing 400 million in 2023 and now the studio behind the most popular children's shows has reportedly fallen on hard times. Press a like to send one prayer to Coco Melon. During the height of the coof, Coco Melon was the world's second most viewed YouTube channel. It also broke records on Netflix remaining in the streamer's top 10 list for 62 days, the first show to ever do so. Even claimed that the cartoon caused behavioral issues and speech delays didn't deter parents in 2023. Parents, you got to be better. You got to be more involved. You know, that, that's part of it too. You know, you got to be, you got to know what's going on. I mean, look at what all the crap that they snuck onto Cartoon Network. Remember when Cartoon Network was like, telling five-year-olds to be anti-racist and gender-neutral and all this kind of stuff. Nothing wrong with all the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Nothing wrong with letting your kid watch Dexter's Laboratory. Um, You know, stuff like that. You know, maybe it's that too many single parents out
1: there. I don't know. Moonbug
0: Entertainment, the studio responsible... For Coco Melon, as well as hits like Blippy and Arpo, have experienced a surge of growth in recent years, largely due to the runaway success of its flagship show. The musical animation teaches preschoolers letters, numbers, and more, set to both traditional nursery rhymes and original tunes. However, Moonbug is undergoing a restructuring, which includes employee layoffs and scaling back production. Although the company hasn't confirmed the number of staff cuts, the London based studio laid off a shade under 30 people roughly five percent of its payroll in october according to bloomberg this reportedly included the majority of the cartoon writing and design team well who's producing this stuff then are they just outsourcing it to china parents i see how it is and i'm not judging you i'm just saying i see how it is parents the kids, give me the phone, mom. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. I want to watch Baby Shark. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Can I have the phone, mom? Mom. 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 Can I have the phone, dad? Dad. Dad. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the. They give them the phone. All right. And they put that light in front of their face, and then they and they watch this stuff.
1: Of course Moonbug
0: also previously canceled a number of shows including Buster the School Bus, T-Rex Ranch, Lelobee City Farm to focus on Coco Melon which is you know I think that you look you look like this and they take money from outside sources maybe they're you know again Coco Melon is one of the most popular things on Netflix kids watched more than 600 million hours now, the, the people that support this kind of stuff, pro-groomers, will say, yeah, 600 million hours of wholesome programming and they have six seconds of an interracial gay couple who purchased a baby and now you're freaking out? Yes, I am. Yes. Yes, I am. You know what? It doesn't belong in children's television. Mommy, why are there two dads? Where did the baby come from, Mama well little timmy let me tell you a story dave rubin and his other uh, dave rubin was very rich and he met a man whom he loved very much but he wanted to larp as a real family so he used his money and clout to pay, pay some poor women woman for her eggs eggs mommy yes timmy eggs not like in the refrigerator they're eggs inside of a woman's uterus Oh, uterus, mommy? Well, we'll talk about that later. They used their money and clout to enslave a woman to carry a child for them and then ripped it from their mother's arms so that they could post selfies to the internet, little Timmy. Oh, cool. I want to be an interracial gay dad and buy babies when you're older, son. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, You know, 600 million hours and now they're going to start, you know, they're going to start having this crap. You know, that's like, uh, that's, uh, (laughs) that's, you know, and you see the last, this was the last straw. 2024 year will be a year of voting with my money and supporting companies that don't hate my existence. Good. Good. I think people can really make a difference if they just vote with their wallet. You don't need these things. You don't need these things. Kids don't need these things. Kids don't kids are not born with an inherent addiction to screen time. That is a learned behavior from parents who are, are overwhelmed or they want to take the you know take the take the easy way out. Netflix show under fire after boy dances in a dress for his two dads. I mean that's a headline. <laughs> Send the meteor now. No wait, don't. Making it a bunch of smaller meteors, you know, and
1: intersperse them. What a wild time.
0: I thought eggs came in a carton at the grocery store, Mom. No, these people's egg cartons came empty. So they found some poor girl who needed the money. Or some third world country. That, uh... Turns its women into baby-making slaves, and now they Then now they're mommies too. Top transgender activist who worked with at-risk youth in foster care has been arrested on charges of guess what? Raping minors. Ba ba air horn. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Who could have foreseen this?
1: Okay. Um, so for the person,
0: okay. So for the person who had the um, missing order,
1: okay. Hold on a second.
0: Oh wait, this is somebody who had the person that emailed me about their missing order. UPS lost. Looks like UPS lost the package and I just shipped out. I will overnight you a new one.
1: And it's already out the door. Uh, Okay. Somebody else worried about their order. Hold on a second. Sorry, somebody spazzing out on me. Uh...
0: (laughs) All
1: right, I got that. I don't know if that was you.
0: The person said they... You know, I wonder if that person was lying. Somebody said that they had all these orders. I said email me, right? And they never emailed me. They made a big stink about how their order was all wrong or whatever.
1: And... And they, they never even emailed me. Why would you do that? Why would you do that?
0: Anywho, back to the regularly scheduled program. Hey, by the way, hope you're all doing good. Hope you're all doing good.
1: Hope you're having a, a good week. It's getting close now. It's getting close.
0: <sighs> UPS also lost my order. <laughs> yeah. Top trans activists who worked with at-risk youth in foster care has been arrested on charges of raping two minors.
1: The name is Peps to, to Is he in chat still? Am I missing him?
0: Pepsi, If you look at the attached pictures, you'll see there's n- no more than that. But I don't want to cost Not the proper form. Email me. Email me right now. The quartering at gmail.com. Email me the quartering at gmail.com right now.
1: Pep-sittle.
0: The quartering at gmail.com. Send it to me right now. I'll get it fixed. Uh, shout out, by the way, to King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's of Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping on your Biltong using code THEQ on www.landabiltong.com and antonusa.com. Try the Wagyu ghost pepper chili Biltong for a meaty zing.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the, um I love the Wagyu I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: Is anybody surprised here? Or are we going to, are we going <laughs> to, not a great mugshot either. Another bit of great reporting from the publica.com. Trans activist social worker arrested on charges of child rape and corrupting
1: minors. <laughs> From Natasha Bla- ba- uh,
0: ba- ba- she writes a lot of good articles for us. Julie over in the locals chat just gonna call out her comment saying that she en- would enjoy meeting Zing herself. Meaty zing. Okay, here we go. Let me just answer this. Uh, okay. All right, I got you, buddy. So I got your email, so. Just tell me in text what I need to fix, and I'll get it out today. A Philadelphia-based trans activist arrested for raping two children has been recorded as female by the court. Kendall Stevens was arrested on December 18th and charged with eight counts of sexual abuse on two children. According to the independent news outlet Redux, in addition to being regarded as a prominent trans activist in the community, Stevens was working in a leadership role at some of Philadelphia's most notable LGBT organizations, including a children's home for at-risk youth. He also worked with the District of Attorney's Office, the District Attorney's Office, LGBTQ Advisory Board, and Philadelphia Police Department, which is which was responsible, by the way, for bridging the gap between the Alphabet community and the philadelphia
1: police department
0: attorney district attorney larry krasner responsible for launching the city's alphabet advisory board expressed support for stevens
1: earlier this year
0: stevens of course has now been arrested after charges were brought against him by the pencil. By the way, shout out to my uh, news writers at thepublica. dot com. We don't uh, we don't use people's chosen genders on our website. We use their real genders. Not even you know. You look at a lot of these websites uh, websites that I use all the time, like New York Post and the Daily Mail, and they um and they and they still use preferred pronouns of these people. Even especially even when they're criminals, they still use their preferred pronouns. We don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, thepublica.com is some place where, you know, we also, I don't know if you knew this, but we also have a Rumble channel um, where we upload a couple of videos a week. So we started doing that now. I even have a video up there from, I think, a day ago? Let me look. Yep, I have a video up there from a day ago. So this is, if you're not following us here on Rumble, my videos are up here. Sydney does dedicated videos here. So we have all, you know... We only have a 1,000 subscribers. I haven't really promoted it that hard, but... um. It's rumble.com slash as and Charlie slash the public one word. I would absolutely love if you supported us. You see, I, I do at least one video a week there, but we also have Sydney and we, all, we have other uh, people on our team making videos. And so you can expect two to three videos there a week now too. The child charges filed against the 37-year-old activist include indecent assault against a minor person, less of whom is less than 13 years old. The charges filed against, I'm oh, sorry, oh, also of rape, corruption of minors, unlawful conduct with minor, contact sorry, with minor sexual offenses, and endangering the welfare of a child as a parent or guardian. The incidents are said to have occurred in this September. <laughs> Yeah, we don't uh, we don't do that. We don't play that game with preferred pronouns and other bullshit. So, if you're looking for a news source that isn't cucked, um, by the way, we even got this article that we wrote got used to fact check
1: an OnlyFans skank.
0: So we're we're building up. We're slowly building up uh, some cred as a You know, reporting outlets, things like that. So yeah, check out the Publica. It's one word. On YouTube, you can see. we're, We're steadily getting more videos up there. So anyway, more news. Good news, cigarette juice. By the way, this doesn't actually get out until tomorrow
1: either. Hold on a second.
0: Uh, okay sorry I'm dealing with the customer
1: service here I had one order this is one okay all right new
0: article new story speaking of you know children's cartoons. Uh, there's some interesting stuff going on with Bent Key, which is a uh, which is Daily Wire's Daily Wire's uh, cartoon app or whatever their their answer to um, you know uh, woke cartoons, garbage content, things like that. So the New York Times has a big issue with that, apparently. And it is, of course, completely backfired. So many many of you know that while at times I disagree with certain individual opinions of certain individual people at The Daily Wire, I still believe they are a strong force for good in the market. Um, they do what many do not, including myself. Um, you know, I criticize a lot of modern content and this Um, crazy like grooming cartoons and all this kind of stuff. But they not only do that, but now they've committed a significant amount of money to actually create alternatives that parents can feel uh, safe showing their kids. And I greatly applaud them uh, for that. And apparently the New York Times had a real big problem with um, their cartoons and it triggered them. And of course, that backfired into massive free press for the Daily Wire. Social media erupts with praise for Chip Chilla after the New York Times attacks the show for depicting weirdly pr- a weirdly present father who teaches a, a lessons about apparently dead white folks. What?
1: We're getting into that story after a super quick word from this video sponsor.
0: Many people on social media reacted with praise for Benton Key's top show, Chip Chilla, Tuesday after the New York Times published a piece targeting the series for depicting a, quote, weirdly present father. You know, as I grew up, my dad was always around. I feel very happy for that. Um, yeah, he worked. My parents worked opposite shifts, so there's always somebody home with the kid. But my dad was there. He was around. He was involved. He took us places. He he loved his kids, just like my mom did, does. Um, and I feel like very blessed for that, but it isn't weird, weird, weird. It's not weird that the dad's around. That's how it's supposed to be. In the times piece published on Monday, writer, Amanda Hess criticized portrayals of the fathers in chip chilla and the popular Australian series, bluey as fantasy because they are active and engaged in, with their children. The New York Times writer also suggested that the dad in Chip Chilla is the worst offender of the two because he teaches his kids lessons about dead white folks. Remember, folks, Ben Key's Chip Chiller is extremely problematic, TM, because it teaches kids about white folks, like you like you know many of the greatest heroes of all time. Daily Wire uh, editor emeritus Ben Shapiro noted, Also, it's extremely patriarchal, TM, for dad to be involved in educating the kids, per New York Times' latest critique of Chip Chiller. Better to trans them, obviously.
1: So, I mean, yeah, it would appear so. Okay. Hold on a second. I think we sent the wrong box to you. Hold on a second.
0: Hold please. I wanna get I wanna get him taken care of real quick, okay? So let me just because I know Christmas is coming and I don't want to fuck up your Christmas.
1: Dooby dooby doo. I think we just
0: sent him the wrong. I think we might have just sent him the wrong box. Okay. I got you, buddy. I'll have updated shipping for you shortly. Okay. Customer service is important to me. It's very difficult to earn new customers, um, and too many companies are lazy with keeping them, and they forget how hard it was to earn the customers in the first place. Now, what I think is weird. Oh, there's some more quote. <laughs> quote: "I hate Chip Chilla because my dad isn't a lazy idiot, and the mom does housework." Also, I hate my kids. The New York Times Daily Wire host Michael Knowles wrote. Love it. The New York Times has become so morally deformed, it's almost cruel to laugh at them, but I'll try my best. Andrew Clavin wrote. Popular ex-account Ed Wokeness also chimed in. The New York Times is mad at Benke's Chip Chilla because the dad homeschools and teaches his kid about white people. By the way, those uh, dead folks are George Washington, Neil Armstrong, and Ben Franklin. They are also fuming that the show has a father figure play the central role. Here's the thing. My dad was around for me. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you, the, the idea that that's not normal. I, I would say that almost all of the friends I grew up with, their parent, their families were intact. Their dads were around. Every single Little League, you know, all, all the moms and dads were there um little league in the summer or football in the fall the dads were all there I know that that's not the way it is for everybody I get that and I know that divorce happens and it's certainly not the kid's fault when it does and you know I guess nowadays more it's it's a lot more uh common to see uh you know single parents and that happens now I, But that's just not the reality. The reality is that is the normal and that is what people should strive for. And my dad was involved in, you know, uh, all aspects of mine and my sister's lives when we were growing up. I mean, so was my mom. But I mean, they're not saying the mom being around is weird. They're saying that the dad being there. You know, it's like, What? With Chip Chilla, conservative parents can fulfill a fantasy of their own, combating the perceived indoctrination of public school uh, by screening homeschool-themed content afterwards, featuring lessons about white people and classic texts. I suspect the author. I don't want to. I wonder if the author is black. Uh, Obviously, it's not. You know, it's it's a little different to um. Nowadays, you know, there are plenty of white people who would write like that. Talk like that. You know what I mean? But I I don't really understand. Let's go to the actual article because I think it's pretty, it's pretty curious. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty curious. Okay. So I'm going to move this over here. I have to use a different browser because apparently, uh, Brave no longer works with archive. Now the author is a white person, a white woman. Shocking.
1: Shocking. This is the second of offer. This was the second. Okay. Oh, so both of them are wrong. Okay.
0: I'm working on it, bud. So it looks like you're missing one of your coffees in that second order. Uh... sorry chat I hope you understand I just I don't want to fuck up someone's Christmas you know if you drop a black family joke I'll sign up for the basement okay uh (laughs) I don't really know any uh if the author had been black I would say maybe it is it is uh it's probably rare to them because their dads weren't around um That is a major problem in the black community. It's just the truth. You know, dads don't take responsibility for their kids. And uh, women don't gatekeep
1: their vaginas good enough. The, The bizarre, you know, the
0: fantasy of fun TV dad. Like this person obviously has like... I mean, I'm sorry you had a bad dad or daddy wasn't there for you, but my dad was fun. He would take us swimming. He went on all the, he took us to Great America on Father's Day every summer. He would uh, take, I'm going to start crying now, but my dad was fun. Yeah, he was also a disciplinarian at times, but he would play baseball with me. He would play Nintendo with me, you play RBI baseball with me, um, he would, yeah, sure, he'd make me, you know, do chores around the house and stuff like that. But, like, I, you know, he was fun. He would wrestle around with us kids. He, you know, he'd take us in the swimming pool, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. Like, and by the way, stepdads can be fun too.
1: It's not a fantasy.
0: This is really sad. This Amanda Hess individual. what a terrible existence. Like what a just a terrible life. To, that you see a family a, a family unit where the dad is responsible and taking care of the kids as a fantasy. Maybe this kid grew up with a bad dad. I don't know. You know, Chip Chilla, The Benki Show, copies the bluey, bluey color scheme, animation style, and premise. Animal siblings with weirdly, pre- weirdly present parents. With a few key differences. On the show, it's about chinchillas, not dogs. Two, the show is lazy and pedantic. You're a grown woman. It's a children's cartoon. It's not for you. It feels like Wikipedia should get co-writing credit three the chinchilla children are homeschooled and the father chum chum is their instructor he crafts a zany play-based history lessons using silly voices and creative household items so that sounds awesome
1: you know like i don't get it it sounds like he's an awesome dad
0: And they're saying like he is highly involved father and unrelenting jokester who rarely seems to have to work. Basically the same guy. So maybe he's a stay-at-home dad. That happens, or maybe like in my in, when I grew up, my dad worked full time, but he was still there during the day with us kids. He went to work at like three o'clock in the afternoon because he or two o'clock in the afternoon because he worked second shift. But he was with us all day. He very easily could have been homeschooling us while also working, while also being zany, while also poking holes in our sandwiches with his thumb when he made us lunch. He could have done all those things. The, The idea here that the writer is presenting that, the writer is presenting the idea that cartoons must have crappy dads. Just look at how cartoons treat somebody like Homer Simpson. In the earlier seasons, while Homer is, you know, kind of a doofus presented that way, he actually goes above and beyond to help his kids out. He tries to, he works two jobs so Bart can keep an elephant as a pet. Uh, he does the same so Lisa can have a horse. Um, he uh, does everything he can so that, Uh, Lisa can get her saxophone. He um, stumps for dental care or whatever for when Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Anyway, there's lots of things. He helps out Bart uh, when Bart needs help. Uh, He does a lot of things to be a good dad. Um, Nowadays, most cartoons, you know, they're like Peter Griffin. Bad dads. And I don't know why that is. You know, I think that if you think that it's weird that a dad is present in their children's life, that says a lot more about you than it does about dads. Conservative parents can fulfill a fantasy of their own combating the perceived indoctrinations of public schools. Well, they do. By screening home school themed content afterwards, so what's wrong with that? It sounds like uh, it sounds like this woman is just mad that she's gonna lose a few potential kids uh, from the you know the indoctrination machine. More dads need to be like Stan Smith. The funny thing is, Stan Smith caring about his kids is actually like the joke of the show. Him being an overprotective father. But he also protects his kids when he needs to. This feels like a, th- a throwback to the lazy sitcom dad glued to the living room couch watching television, though on social media he inspires an intensified level of resentment. Dads who don't pull their weight are shamed for it now, but dads who contribute still get praised. This woman just hates dads. I'm sorry your dad didn't love you. That's not okay. He should have been a better dad to you. But the fact that you wrote for the New York Times and you wrote this entire think piece about a child's cartoon um daring to have a good dad in it that says way more about this broad. I bet you she's probably well I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to make a spicy joke about her because she's already clearly emotionally damaged. Good on uh, Daily Wire. I'm glad somebody out there is helping create and more people are doing it too. Um, But uh, you know, I would say the world needs a lot more Al Bundy's and Stan Smith's than, uh, you know, whatever weird fantasy this weirdo has about bad dads being in cartoons. You know, the thing about Al
1: Bundy, like, Al Bundy
0: was an awesome dad. Like, he kicked, he he defended his daughter, he defended his son, he, he uh, you know, he defended his wife. Now we can talk about the idea on whether or not a guy working in a shoe store would be able and would be able to have a wife not work at all. That never quite made sense to me, but I also and own a house, you know that. I mean, that should be how it is, but that's not how it is. Al Bundy raised a slut and a loser in cell. Um, that's one way of putting it. I don't think that Bud was a loser. I mean, he went to college he He did have a bit of a redemption arc. Kelly was a slut. That's true. but uh, you know, uh <laughs> you know, Al was at work. You know, Peggy should have been raising him a little bit better than that, I think too. No, ma'am. yeah the I think that um ultimately. Modern entertainment, it, art art imitates life, right? And I think that, like, yeah, Bud just sucked at scoring. He was an inspiration. He was the inspiration for Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't get laid, but he wasn't like a piece of shit. He went to school. He had a job. He went to college. You know, and quite frankly, after having rewatched that series this year. He actually got laid a fair amount. Like, remember that one chick, the Peggy, um, the the chicken lady's niece. He was he was he was banging her on and off. He hooked up with the one chick on her wedding day. Like, there were several hookups that Bud had. They just kind of leaned into the. I don't think he was an incel. He was not like a crabby guy. When he was like young, he was still confident too. Remember, he was like he always called himself, like, um, the, uh, uh, I forget what he had of his nickname for himself. Yeah, due to the episode where Bud gets laid from the mom of the girl he helped on the Virgin Hotline. Yep, that, he got laid that, he got laid probably dozens of times on that show. His cousin's fiance, like that big hulking guy. You know? Grandmaster B, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Hey, baby, it's Grandmaster. And he would always seem to be like, oh, it's Grand... He'd turn his hat around, it's Grandmaster B. Yeah, that was... uh, Yeah, Bud definitely... Bud got laid. They, pre- they presented him as like this loser, but he... He just never had a girlfriend, but he definitely got laid. But it is portrayed as a rejected loser obsessed with getting laid, and then when he does get laid, he treats as some victory. You mean a normal teenager? <laughs> you mean you mean any seventeen-year-old kid? I love that show, like. All the jokes, it was just so funny because the jokes aren't even like necessarily that like wild, but like Al making fun of Marcy's fake boobs or or small boobs and like man like characteristics is just something that would never happen in modern TV, so it makes it like more funny, you know? Is it true that the beginning of Elf, they said if they ever get caught, he would be tortured to death in government and caught and then he got caught at the end? Elf. I don't know. Oh, Alf. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I don't remember that in Alf. I don't think I saw... I, I was not... I think Alf, the show was on at like a a weird time for me. I don't think it was... Like, when did that air? Because I don't think that was... Uh, I don't think I was like old enough to watch it when it was out or something. Marcy never got why Alf called her a chicken. Well the chicken thing was like weird but he always my favorite running gag on that show. A lot of people didn't like Jefferson. It was weird like people really liked um the original guy uh her first husband which he was funny too. But I always thought like the best part yeah 86 to 90. I was only 3 years old when that aired then. The the best gag I thought was how Jefferson would always laugh. Jefferson would always laugh at Al's Al's making fun of Marcy. Oh, Steve was the guy. Steve was funny too. But like, I always thought it was it, it would always crack me up when like Al would insult her and then Jefferson would be like laughing behind him. And then there was the Jefferson, like the deep lore of Jefferson being like a CIA agent, which was pretty funny. I thought they did go with him. I like Jefferson better. The episodes were more wacky when he was around too. Like Jefferson didn't give a shit. He was in... I always thought it was so funny. There was like... um, There was like the meme... There was an episode where Jefferson... They like take over the Jerry Springer show. Or it's like a feminist chick or whatever. No ma'am does. And then Marcy comes in and Jefferson... Ah uh, takes off his no ma'am shirt to reveal an exactly similar shirt that just says, Yes, ma'am' on it. Jefferson was kind of a himbo, but Steve was kind of a cuck. Yeah, Steve was definitely kind of cucked, but Jefferson himbo was hilarious to me. Like the going to the jiggly room and uh, with Jefferson was always, and they built that tunnel, like Al and Jefferson had. They got locked in the basement, and they—they they only to reveal that they had built a tunnel from Al's basement to the to the stage of the Jiggly Room, like that shit. Like that—that uh, that was just like that show had comedic gold. I love the Jefferson part where Al's talking about how he brought some land, and Jefferson was selling. Yeah, he—that was the, Jefferson went to jail for selling. That's why Jefferson went to jail. It was like some scam of buying garbage land and then Al had bought it. Yeah. It's the Order for Fulfillment Show. The red-headed girl from all those shows is a great singer named Jenny Lewis. Her band, uh, Rilo Ky- I know Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Peggy was a terrible wife and mother and dropped a cigarette in the salad when she was making the credits. Frank Sinatra song of Mirage the License only saving grace yeah you know what's funny is the more I watch the show one thing I noticed you guys tell me maybe if I because I recently did I rewatched it from episode one like the last season was pretty weak they did like a lot of clip shows and stuff like that I remember saying at one point to my wife we were watching I was like you know what Peggy actually has like no redeeming qualities she's actually just a garbage human like they wrote her like she was just terrible and it was like exceedingly rare, exceedingly rare when she even showed a shred of like any Sam Kinison was on that show. He was like the ghost of Christmas past. I think when they were putting up the Christmas lights, the, uh, like she was just, just a terrible human. Who would like steal from Al, not you know, steal his food, hide things from him? I couldn't really think of one time when she was ever had like any kind of redeeming quality like to, you know, like Al would always have these moments, for example, like um, where like he he would have a redeeming moment where somebody might say something about his wife and he'd like knock him out, or like she'd beat up Kelly's boyfriends. He would always have, like, these moments where he was, like, not a total loser, you know? But Peggy was just, like, uh, Peggy was just terrible. Her only redeeming quality was wanting to have sex with Al, which she never wanted to do. And, like, uh, I remember just watching and watching, like, this woman's going to do, you know, she's got to have, if you, that was my one gripe about it. Is like she should like once in a while, like be a good wife to him, but she never was, never at like no. I think maybe one time in the entire show's run. Yeah, the amnesia was was uh was yeah that was a good one. The best yeah, but Buck, Buck was a great character when they replaced him when he passed away or retired with the other dog i I didn't care for the new dog, but whatever Peg was a stereotype of the girl who got knocked up by him thinking he was gonna have a gravy train life, and she sucked Al's soul out instead. yeah, right. but like but like you know what I'm saying? Like she never had any redeeming qualities like even even um. Christina Applegate's character, who I obviously had a mega crush on. She was, I mean, it sucks that she's sick now, but even um, a, gu- a guilty pleasure movie that I like is called um, The Rocker, which has the, um, the guy that plays Dwight. He's like this washed up drummer and he plays in a band, who is led by actually a real musician named Teddy Geiger, I think his name is. And she looks still smoking hot in that movie. And she's like, a, you know, probably in her 40s. Um, But even she would like defend bud like sometimes like you know she would be like hey you know like the family thing like i pick on bud but you can't pick on bud and bud would also protect kelly but peggy never did anything like that like
1: she just was terrible Don't tell mom the babysitter's that. I remember
0: seeing that, I think, once when I was very young. Uh, Maybe, maybe does it hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? Oh, the blonde kid was the worst. That kid, that was a... You know what was funny about that? I think they even... Because I just recently rewatched it. So this kid... They try to bring this kid in probably to like liven up the show or whatever. Right. And it clearly didn't work. It was unfunny. It was dumb. And then like Peggy doting over that kid didn't really work. Um, Also hilariously named seven. Before the Seinfeld reference of naming a kid seven because of Mickey Mantle. He didn't even last, like, yeah, he lasted, like, three or four episodes. And then he just disappeared. And they even kind of acknowledged it in, like, a tongue-in-cheek way. Like, whatever happened to that kid? Because, like, everyone just hated it. Like, it was stupid. I didn't like the character. I didn't like the kid. It was taking away, um, like, screen time from Bun Kelly, who was really the stars of the show by that point. It was because Katie Seagal was pregnant and miscarried. Um, yes, that is true. That is true. The time the whole family got in a fight on the highway. Yeah, that actually that was one time where Peggy stood up for her family and she beat up the other lady. Yeah, they did the dream sequence thing, yeah. Yes, the missing. He was on the missing milk carton. Yeah, that's right. They even had him on the missing milk carton after he was on the sh- after he was on the show. Yeah, Bobcat Goldwith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know what's funny about watching that show? There's a lot of celebrity people on that show. As like like Joy, the guy that um, I never know these people's real names, but like yeah, you had Anthrax on there when they had um. They won a concert in their home by Anthrax, and then it got snowed in, so no one showed up. But Anthrax was there. Um, then they had um, the, the guy that plays Joey Tribbiani, actually played basically Joey Tribbiani in like a small multi-part episode on that show, where he's like, in a, I think his name might have also still been Joey on that. Um, yeah, they're really pushing those curtains and the sound bars today. Yeah, uh, yeah, Matt LeBlanc, yeah. He actually had like a a multi-episode story arc, a multi um yeah, episode arc on that show. Yep, they have Playboy playmates coming to the show regularly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and by the way, the show still holds up. There's some stuff that's kind of dated. You know, like there is um like I always you know you kind of look at stuff and you're like um you you, you nip you know it's a nitpick, but it bothers you. Like there is one thing where like Peggy and Steve both worked at the bank and Steve gets fired, essentially. Like they just approve loans. There's like no credit score, there's no nothing. I know that's the way it used to be, but like it always bugged me. They're like, Oh, like Al came in for a loan, and they're just like, Oh, here you go. <laughs> and they just gave him a loan, like But I mean, Uh, yeah we always do the nostalgia tangents that's okay though they made an actual series with the character LeBlanc played it lasted a
1: season yeah it was called Joey I think yeah yeah so
0: I did have a guest for tomorrow but they had to reschedule Matt LeBlanc's character had a full married with
1: children spinoff show I think you're
0: right. What was that called? I remember that it was terrible.
1: Top of the heap. Top of the heap (laughs) only ran for seven episodes. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the rear.
0: This is the same apartment from the show. Yeah, this is every, this is, yeah, it's the actual character. Yeah. God, she was so hot. I remember her. She was so hot. She was hotter than Kelly. Like, she was she played that character in a couple of movies. I forget what her what her name is, but like she was like just pure sex. I think Bud I think that's the girl that Bud sleeps sleeps with too.
1: You know, I don't know why I'm bothering. I use words in almost every sentence I say.
0: Yeah, that was uh that girl was like uh I forgot about her. She was in like a couple a couple of uh like sitcoms at that time and she she was in Mallrats, yep. Yeah. Something about her like I don't know if she's like um, I don't know if she was like traditionally attractive, but there was something about her. Yeah, she is just, just that type, that type, of, she, just, she just must be my type. Chasing Amy,
1: yeah, yeah, Chasing Amy, yeah.
0: And Dazed and Confused, yeah, she's in Dazed and Confused. She's just super hot. But not in, I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah, she played a horny slut in almost everything. That's kind of true. Yeah. She has a sexual softness. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, she's like the type of girl that, I'm not even going on those lines. We keep it family friendly. Sticks got banned for what?
1: Yeah, the baby voice trend. Yeah, that was her too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you want to spam your whatever your soundbar curtains, it's a $20 Rumble rant. Everyone else can do it. Anton does it. Well, I think that's where we're going to wrap up today. I've got um five standalone videos for you here on Rumble. I upload on Rumble first before I upload to YouTube too. I started doing that as an extra kind of deliberate uh, amount of um, feature. Yeah, now she plays poker. That's true. No sticks isn't banned. What happened to Community No Show, with Sydney? We're just on a break. We've, we we kind of wanted the publica to take priority, and you know we kind of there's only so much time in the day. Remember um, Christmas shopping. Um uh, by the way, we're working on your order. Uh, Tony, we're on it. We're going to get it fixed for you. We're going to get it out to you in time. You all have a wonderful night. Make sure you follow the channel. If you haven't yet, if you're a first time viewer, make sure you click that follow button today so that you get actually get the notification. Um, you get the notification. Her and Nikki Haley, yeah. That's my dream threesome. <laughs> um, the, uh, I hope that uh, you had it fun today on the stream. Tomorrow we're going to have more fun. I go live every day at 1 Eastern. And um, I hope that you'll click the follow button. And I hope that you'll consider there's also this really cool community that we're building, uh, our locals community. We call it the basement It's got a private chat room Uh, you can get direct access to me in the basement you can send me questions you can do all this kind of stuff Um, you can interact with other members of the community um, like jack decker uh, and um, heather and all sorts of other people are in there you can join by clicking the basement here or it's also in the bottom of the chat it's five bucks a month i know i get it but it goes directly to supporting the channel and you get some members only content and things of that nature. It's a good, I think it's a good value. I price it as cheap as it would let me. And, um, it really, really does help. So I hope if you're in the Christmas giving mood, you'll join locals and you'll watch the live stream there as I stream to both locals and rumble at the same time. And, um, basically I see every single thing that you're, you're, you're messaging in there too. And, um, hopefully today will be the, I try to get five new people a day. Yesterday we got one and I'm thankful for that. And, uh, I'm hoping that today we can get five people to join the basement. Um, please do consider that. And then, um, oh yeah. Jason Angelfire joined today. Yeah. Thank you. You join. I'm happy to give you shout outs. I'm happy to, you know, people are trading recipes in there all that kind of stuff so i hope that you'll join and um we'll be back in 22 hours appreciate you all love you make sure you get your christmas wrapping done stay safe stay warm we'll see you tomorrow